This is Pure Grace with Kitty. Can you hear an echo? Or is the sound okay? Okay, <laughs> I'll just go from here. Well, today I wanted to talk to you about mistaken identity. And I'm going to read to you Genesis 25, verses 19 through 34. This is about the family of Isaac. Hopefully this is better. This is the account about the development of the family of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham became the father of Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah, who was the daughter of Bethuel, an Aramean from Padan Aram, and the sister of Laban, the Aramean, to be his wife. Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife because she was barren. The Lord answered his prayer and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. The children fought with each other inside her. She said, what is this? Why is this happening to me? She went to inquire of the Lord. The Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples will be separated from your body. The one people will be stronger than the other people. The elder will serve the younger. When it was time for her to give birth, it was true. There were twins in her womb. The first came out red all over like a hairy garment. They named him Esau. After that, his brother came out with his hand grabbing Esau's heel. So he was named Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she gave birth to them. The boys grew up. Esau was a skillful hunter, an outdoorsman. Jacob was a quiet man who stayed home among the tents. Now Isaac loved Esau more because he ate Esau's wild game. Rebekah loved Jacob. Once Jacob was cooking stew and Esau came in from the field and he was starving. Esau said to Jacob, Come on, let me eat some of that red stew, that red stew there, because I am starving. That is why Esau was also called Edom. Jacob said, first, sell me your right as the firstborn. Esau said, look, I'm about to die. What good is it, the birthright to me? Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Jacob gave Esau bread and a stew made of lentils. Esau ate and drank, got up and went on his way. So Esau treated his birthright as if it were worthless. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, I ask, Lord, that you stay with us while we gather here, and bless us with understanding and hearts to do your will. Almighty God, you gave your one and only Son to be the light of the world. Grant that your people, illumined by your word and sacraments, may shine radiant Christ's glory. 
that he may be known, worshipped, and believed to the ends of the earth through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, now and forever. Thank you to anyone who has encouraged me to stand up and share what I can to carry out God's will for my life. And then there are too many of you na to name here today, but most of all, I want to thank the Lord Almighty who sent into my life to push me to reveal his message at a time such as this. And I'm grateful for it all. But I want to tell you first about a story that, of something that happened when I was about four years old. My family lived in a home in Chatsworth, California. And just about every weekend, my father would take us kids and our mom to the Santa Monica Pier. And there would be so many things to do. We could take a dip in the ocean. We could go to the end of the pier and watch the fishermen pulling in their catch. We could play all the arcade games, had all kinds of things like pinball machines, fortune teller machines, um, just every kind of game you could imagine. We didn't have the video games like they do today, but there was also a carousel. That was the thing that we looked forward to the most was riding on the carousel. And there were also some kinds of machines where you could put some money in and get a toy or something. And one of these machines is actually a machine that pressed dog tags. And I don't know if you've ever seen them, but back then you had to do one letter at a time, one letter at a time. So back to going on our weekly visit, we got to ride the carousel and usually my dad would have some kind of excuse why we couldn't play the games or play with the machines. But there was this one day that my mother decided it would be a good idea for me to have my own dog tag. And if you know anything about me, when I was little, and I still sometimes do, I'll just kind of wander off. Things make me wander. I'll put my eye on a butterfly or a bird in the tree or even a sunbeam coming through the trees. So anyway, I, she decided to make me a dog tag. So she put my name, my address, and the phone number onto the mechanics of pressing one letter at a time, one by one, until it was all just right. And then after she hit the last return, the tag slipped down the little chute into the waiting hand. They pulled me into a little store and bought me an adjustable chain from the storefront vendor that was right there. And then after that, sometime later, we went home. Well, I thought I had it on my neck. But probably with all the up and down, you know, I always had to choose the biggest horse on the carousel and it was always exciting and it was something new. I probably forgot that I didn't have my dog tag. I don't really know what happened. I wasn't paying close attention. But by the time I realized it was gone, it was too late. So days later, there was an unexpected knock on the door. My father wasn't home. So my mother, who's probably about 25, maybe 26 at the time, answered the door. Well, I've got to tell you about my mom. My mom was stunningly attractive. She had a little bit of a Marilyn Monroe look. She had a pleasant personality. And um, she was a natural blonde. She usually at home, she'd have her hair up in a high ponytail. Sometimes she would curl it up in that famous kind of Marilyn Monroe hairdo. 
but um, she had her always had her signature red lipstick on, but she didn't wear other makeup. It was that was just, you know, her look. She was a natural beauty. But here on the other side of the door, when my mom opened that door, was a young man and his friends, and they could have been anywhere between 16 and 20. You know, how sometimes it's hard to tell. Um, but the boy boldly asked my, or I should say the young man, says, um, are you Karen? I have something of yours. And my mother kind of startled, you know, she, she didn't know who would have something of hers. And so, but she was used to being approached by strange men, not usually at home. But when they asked her Karen, she didn't really hear what they said and asked, I'm not sure I understand. I'm not Karen. And so they had a little light conversation. She probably was flirting. That was her personality. And um, she wasn't rude to anyone. You know, she just liked to be polite and kind. And then at some point, my middle brother came strolling to the door to see what was going on. Because we didn't have many unexpected knocks on the door, except maybe from the Fuller Brush Man. So the young man asks, are, are you babysitting or something? Um, if this isn't for you, is your sister here so I can give this to her myself? And she's like, I think you're mistaken. Uh, I told you I'm Karen's mother, but if you insist, I'll have her come and meet you. So anyway, I'm already hiding behind the door by this time. You know how kids are. They, they're curious and... Um, I was listening to what was going on, but I was also terribly shy, especially with strangers. I was really nosy, but terribly shy. So I step into view from around the corner and the young man's telling my mother something about how he'd like to know if he could ask Karen out sometime. And then his voice trails off into utter embarrassment when he sees that it's little four-year-old me with my little mousy light brown hair and little page boy haircut just staring silently. And he pulls my dog tag out of his pocket, of course, without the chain. And he tries to place it in my little hand. I grab the tag and turn, you know, and I pushed my little head into my mother's knees while she caught me. And so she's like, okay, tell the nice man, thank you. And he's apologizing and backing away from the door kind of quickly explaining, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, ma'am. You know, he thought I wasn't older because all the cool cats were down at the pier making dog tags. You know, that was kind of a sign that, you know, they would trade him if that was your boyfriend or girlfriend. So he didn't think that it could belong to a kid. So my mother starts laughing and decided that the tag may have been more trouble than going to the customer service to have them call for lost child every time I wandered away. So anyway, especially if it meant that teenage boys would start coming to the door looking for a date with a four-year-old. So she waved goodbye and laughing and young men are pushing each other back and forth on the way to the car, you know, punching each other, whatever. You know, I'm sure there was a lot of stories on their end about that, but it had parked right in front of the house on the street and you could hear the engine squealing away as <laughs> that car left never to be seen again. <clears throat> ah, 
so let's see where are we <laughs> so anyway yeah it was kind of comical and um yeah i don't know if any of you have had that happen but i've had other times when my identity's been mistaken people think i look like someone come up to me oh it's you it's you i can't believe it's you and i have no idea who they're talking about i've had that kind of thing happen and it's very entertaining to me but um can be embarrassing i believe Okay. So if you ever have an idea for a topic that you'd like to see covered, I've posted my contact information for both Telegram and an email address where you can find me. This is Pure Grace with Kitty. So let's look back at that story of Jacob and Esau, the sons of Isaac, the grandsons of Abraham. We see here another case of mistaken identity. Anyone could be fooled. You would think a father would know the difference between his own sons, even if he were blind. But then I recall when my father was suffering from Alzheimer's at the end of his life. And when I would visit him, he kept calling me by my mother's name because my speaking voice sounds a lot like my mother's voice. And if I tried to correct him, he would insist he didn't have a daughter. He only remembered that he had sons. And so it was hard to hear my father 
you know, not knowing me. So I can't imagine when Isaac was there, not being able to see, depended on others to take care of him. Um, he couldn't tell the difference because he couldn't see. Maybe he didn't know the heart of his sons. Who knows? But um, Jacob deceived his father by putting that fur on his arms and making himself appear to be Esau. Remember that Jacob means heel grabber. And Esau sounds like another word in Hebrew that means hairy. So Jacob knew his father's weaknesses. He was born a heel grabber. He was born to know when to take advantage of others, but he was also born to know when to grab that brass ring. You know, on the carousel, they used to have a brass ring. And if you, when you went around and around, if you could catch it, you would get a little prize. Maybe it was just another ride on the carousel, or maybe it was something more valuable, like what Jacob inherited when his father granted him the birthright because of the deception of mistaken identity. But that was Jacob's gift from God. Sometimes mistakes are just a case of getting hopes up with an expectation in mind as happened to the young man that came to my door. But some mistakes occur from intentional event, events like Isaac being taken advantage of by his own son. In the case of another biblical mistaken identity, I'm recalling the story of Sodom and Gomorrah when the two angels came to Lot's door. Many times someone will unexpectedly come to you. Being courteous is a good plan. It helps keep misunderstandings from happening. In case of any mistaken identity, you should definitely always wear the armor of God. But with discernment always at the ready, a mistaken identity could lead to bringing someone to meet Jesus. Or you could be entertaining angels yourself, just like in Genesis 19, verses 1 through 3. This is the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. The two angels came to Sodom at evening. Lot, who was sitting in the gatehouse of Sodom, saw them and got up to meet them. He bowed down with his face to the ground and he said, See now, my lords, please turn aside into your servant's house and spend the night. Wash your feet, and you can get up early and go on your way. They said, No, we will spend the night in the street. But he kept urging them. So they came with him and entered his house. He made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. So this is an example of why we need to be vigilant in treating strangers with benevolence, because you never know when you might meet Christ himself. In 1 Timothy 3.16, it says, Undeniably, great is the mystery of godliness. He was revealed in flesh, was justified in spirit, was seen by messengers, was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world, was taken up in glory. So do not mistake the identity of Christ. How do we do that? We need to practice the word. We need to be in the word, reading the word, carrying out the word. 
no matter if we mistake identities or not, we should always be kind. So I pray, oh God, Father, source of all goodness, in your loving kindness, you sent your Son to share our humanity. We thank you that through Christ you have given us mercy and grace through your word. We also pray that you will not forsake us, but will rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, so that we recognize our purpose and willingly serve you day after day through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Heavenly Father, work in us so that we believe and live the word we have heard today. Move us to love all ministers of the true word wherever they serve. Protect us from the temptations that surround us. Give us pure hearts and minds. Bless our land with peace and prosperity so that the gospel may be proclaimed to all. Fill us with joy over every sinner who repents and comes to trust in you. Lift the eyes of the distressed to your love in Christ. Gracious God, you govern and direct all things, and you love all people. Hear our prayers, spoken and silent, and answer them in your wisdom and grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So thank you for joining me today. Please make note, I'll be posting my podcast um, from here on out on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. I would also like to direct you to some other great podcasts. If you can look for Scott Kesterson at Bards FM, he has a show at 4 p.m. Eastern Time called Bended Knee. He also has Bards FM at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Fishers of Men at 12 midnight Eastern Time. That's on Podbean as well. And then Kilted Christian with Duncan McGregor at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can go to his Podbean account and see other scheduled podcasts that he might have. But send me a message if you'd like to know more about God's grace. This has been Kitty of Pure Grace with Kitty. I love you and I bring God's blessings to you. Indeed, it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. I'm sorry, the music just doesn't want to come through for me today. But thank you so much for being here with me um, when I post up the recorded message. Uh, hopefully the music will be in there for you. Thank you again, and I'll see you soon.
And no one makes me comfortable And no one makes me tick And when I need to get in my way You know how to pour it on thick Cream and sugar in my coffee Right away when I awake I face the day and pray to God I won't make the same mistakes All the rest is out of my head I've learned to let go and I cannot change
take them out and show ourselves when everyone has gone. Some are satin, some are steel, some are silk and some are leather. They're the faces of a stranger, but we love to try them on. Disregard the danger, though we share so many secrets, there are some we never tell. Why were you so surprised that you never saw the stranger? Did you ever let your lover see the stranger in yourself? Don't be afraid to try again.